You're listening to Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Join the conversation on our Facebook page or on Twitter. And be sure to like and follow us for more great Catholic content. Now, back to the show. Good morning. This is Real Presence Live from Rapid City, South Dakota, and the broadcast booth of Our Lady of Perpetual Help Cathedral. I'm Father Brian Christensen with my co-host... Karen Kibis. How are you doing this morning, Karen? I'm doing great. How are you? I want to go out to Tarasong to spend <laughs> the rest of the day. <laughs> and uh, do, we re- do we have to make reservations for that food, or can we just show up? Uh, you should call ahead. But, uh, okay. And you know, the interesting thing is um, they, they provide kind of meals to go as well. You can call up, order, and pick up. That's... I know. Perfect. I know, right? So if you maybe, uh, I mean, if anyone has ate at Teresakta, they're probably sitting there going, "Yeah, but that's such a big temptation to just always eat their food because you'd be so oh, it's so amazing." It is really, really good. Um, we're here this morning uh, for this next segment of our uh, Real Presence Live um, with uh, Sister Rachel Gasta. I think I got that right. Sister, you can correct me. Who now is the director for um, Faith Formation, director for Religious Education uh, for the Diocese of Rapid City. Good morning, sister. Good morning, Father Brian. Good morning, Karen. Good Thanks morning. Thanks for joining us today. Um, sister, how long have you been in the beautiful Black Hills of South Dakota? It has been a little over four months, Father, so not very long. <laughs> <laughs> it's great, and it's great to have you, and uh, it's really a real blessing to us all. Um, could you just share with our listeners here uh, across our RPR network at um, your community and how your community arrived here in South Dakota? Sure. So I belong to the servants of the pierced hearts of Jesus and Mary, and we are a diocesan congregation, uh, a religious congregation of diocesan rite, rather, founded in the Archdiocese of Miami in 1990. So we're a pretty young religious community in the life of the Church, and um, it was actually through the intercession of John Paul, really, that our institute arrived in in this beautiful diocese. We encountered uh, one of the priests of the diocese, Father Mark McCormick, um, in Poland in the year 2016 when World Youth Day was held in Krakow. And he met our mother foundress. And and then since then, since 2016, there have been a couple different missions where different sisters have come to serve in our diocese here in Rapid City. Um, but just in the Lord's perfect timing, um, we we were brought here now. <laughs> so five years later, almost, concluding the centenary year of St. John Paul II since 2020, um, May 18th of 2020 would have been his 100th birthday. So within a whole year of that celebration, it was confirmed that we would be coming to serve in this diocese. So it was just a beautiful sealing of John Paul and being in the heart of where he began, you know, his walk with the Lord in this priesthood, that this, this mission began serving in our diocese here in Rapid City. Sister, uh, Mother Adela is the foundress uh, of the Servants of the Pierced Hearts. Um, Can you talk a little bit about the charism and and your community? Yes, it would be a joy. So (laughs) our our Mother Foundress is... um, you know, actually, she's about to celebrate her birthday, so if you could pray for her, and if oh. any of our listeners could pray for her, her birthday is on Sunday, the Feast of the Presentation of Our Lady. Nice. And as Mother always says, she's been Marian since conception. I mean, Marian since even before her birth. And so our charism, it's the charism of love, of love to the extreme, as we think of when we think of the pierced hearts, right? But 
is a Marian charism, and it's a new charism in the life of the church. You know, sometimes people see us, and it looks like we wear brown, but actually our habit is taupe. It's a very particular shade, you know, and we always say that it is taupe because it's the color of dirt, the color of the earth, and that Uh is a visible symbol of the humility of a servant's heart that we're called to serve with, just as Our Lady lived her whole life in that way, with that disposition. Um, But people often think we're Carmelite, and so they'll ask us, you know, if we are, or Franciscan sometimes, and so we'll say no, Um, and then that's a beautiful opportunity to explain that we are a new charism in the life of the Church. You know, there's not a rule that pre-existed that we embrace. I mean, this is something new that the Holy Spirit has uh, brought brought to birth and called forth in these times. And so Mother, being just a Marian heart, you see how the Lord prepares founders and foundresses with all the events in their lives for the work that He needs them to do. And so she has been, since birth, Marian, but also uh, charismatic, open to the Holy Spirit, uh, Eucharistic, and faithful to the magisterium in the heart of the Church. And those are our four pillars as well. So the way that we, we serve, the way that we live our vows, everything is as Our Lady would. I mean, with, with the grace of the charism. It's not by our merit. It's not by our holiness, certainly. It's just by the sheer grace of the Holy Spirit and the power of the charism that imbues and colors all that we are and all that we do with with Our Lady's presence. Yeah, no, uh, beautiful to share that um, charism, that vision. It began in uh, Miami, and, and and it spread now into various dioceses. Could you just share a little bit about that beginnings and where where would we find uh, sisters servants of the Pierce Hearts today? Yes, we began in a small little efficiency in Hialeah, Miami. Well, in the Miami area, Hialeah is a little area within Miami. Uh, um, a small, small little less than an apartment size of our mother foundress and our first three sisters. Uh, and then in 1990, we were officially approved. Um, and so then, since then, we've been growing, and it wasn't until the year 2008 that we established our first foundation, or we were invited to found, outside of Miami. Up until that time, we had been just in Miami. And then in 2008, we, uh, at the invitation of Bishop Jenke, we were asked to serve in the Diocese of Peoria, Illinois, which I know has traditional connections with this diocese of Rapid City. Um, and then in 2012, we founded in Orlando, 2014 in Rome, Italy, for the Military Ordinariate um, of Italy. And then in 2017 in St. Augustine, Florida. 2019, oh no, 2020, I'm sorry, was uh, the Diocese of Phoenix. And now 2021, the Diocese of Rapid City. So we're mostly in the United States, though we do have a foundation in Rome as well. No, yes, uh, certainly the work of the Holy Spirit pre- spreading uh, this Marian charism uh, throughout uh, the Church. Um, what would I find sisters of the servants of, uh, of the Pierce Hearts doing? You know, what kind of um, active ministry are, are the sisters engaged in? That is a wonderful question, Father. And I, and I go back again um, to our Marian identity and our Marian charism. Just as um, Our Lady is mother of the whole church, you know, she's mother of priests, she's mother of missionaries, she's mother of mothers and fathers, consecrated women and men, she's mother of us all, right? And so there's, similarly to our apostolic mission, is, is all-embracing. Just like Our Lady's motherhood's all-embracing, our apostolic mission is as well. So there's no one apostolate that we embrace so that we can say is ours. We serve wherever the Church needs us in whatever capacity um, we can. A lot of that, though, is rooted in evangelization. Uh, 
formation and teaching. Um, so we do have a lot of sisters that serve in campus ministry on both the high school and uh, university levels. We have many sisters that teach in schools, sisters that are uh, DREs and parishes, um, as well as um, at the diocesan level, um, in hospitals and retreat centers. I mean, really, um, there's a beautiful variety um, of, of where the Lord has called us to serve in the church. Uh, we're talking with Sister Rachel here in the Diocese of Rapid City um, of the Servants of the Pierced Hearts of Jesus uh, or Jesus and Mary, right? Pierced Hearts of Jesus. You've got it, Father. <laughs> <laughs> I, kinda, I had a little self doubt there for a second. You know, if I could get it all out in one thing. Um, and Sister, could you talk about um, your foundation here um, and the sisters that are here in Rapid City now? Yes. So there are four of us serving in this diocese. Every one of our our missions, our, our convents in those missions, our mother founders gives a name to. And so the name of our convent here is Our Lady of Fatima Convent. And um, in Our Lady of Fatima Convent are four of us. Um, Sister Christine serves as our local superior, and she's also serving uh, as a chancellor for our diocese. So she definitely has a big mission entrusted in, into her hands. We have two of um, the other two sisters, our sister Brooke Marie and Sister Maria Belen. And they serve in our, our St. Thomas More Middle School and High School, um, both in teaching religion and also in, in campus ministry, directing campus ministry there. Okay, and then there's Sister Rachel, you. What's your, what's your, what's your position and what are your responsibilities? Yes, yeah, so I, I am serving as uh, the Director of Pastoral Ministries and also, as you mentioned, um, directing the Office of Faith Formation as well. And so the different... Um, I guess the scope of the, the pastoral ministries cabinet includes our Office of Family Life and all of those beautiful ministries that, that accompany it, from marriage preparation to, um, you know, even walking with people just through some really difficult moments of their lives, needing healing, Rachel's Vineyard retreats, and, um, and things of that nature. So we have the Family Life Office that's encompassed under our cabinet. We also have all the ways that we serve youth and young adults. The Natives, the Office of Native Ministry also does fall under our, our pastoral ministries cabinet as well. And, and really the Lord is, I mean, He's so merciful and so gracious. And um, just being able to learn the stance and the breadth and the history of all these ministries in the diocese and just seeking to be able to be open and, and to be guided where He desires them to go and to faithfully help that to happen um, in, in my littleness. So, um, yeah. yes, that's that's kind of a, a little bit of the mission as I've come to see it and, and walk with it and understand it. But I know I'm um, just praying that the Lord will continue to expand it as, as He desires. What, uh, um, in your first four months here um, as part of the diocese uh, um, and your role in faith formation, what's been the greatest blessing so far, uh, greatest grace that you've experienced uh, uh, in your new setting? That is a beautiful question, Father. You know, one thing I've reflected a lot on in these past months here is it's, at least for myself personally, it's the first time serving in um, a smaller diocese and, and actually, you know, considered a mission diocese in, in certain ways. And to see the generosity and the just real outpouring of self all, all the way from our priests down to our faithful who for so many years have given just so abundantly and so generously and so beautifully of their, their gifts, their talents, you know, their time to create these, these beautiful programs uh, that currently um, I've inherited and, and I'm and serving now and, and helping to guide now. I just can't see anything but 
just such beautiful, not only inspiration of the Holy Spirit, but the faithfulness of the people that have gone before me that have brought these these initiatives, these programs and retreats to where they are now. And um, it, it fills my heart with a lot of humility to see that. And, and just to, to know that that's the spirit of this diocese, this just great willingness to do beautiful things for the Lord and great things for the Lord, um, no matter what the cost. Amen. I couldn't agree with you more. That's a great, uh, great experience for these first four months, and I hope it continues to grow in in your life and ours. We're going to go to a break, sister, and then we're going to come back and uh, treat our listeners uh, to some inside information on our diocesan Advent mission as we come to the close of this year of St. Joseph on uh, December 8th. So stay with us. We'll be back with Sister Rachel and the diocesan Advent mission from Rapid City. This is Real Presence Live, where the focus is not on the evil around us, but on conversion and mercy through the good news that is always good. We're local, engaging, and live on the Real Presence Radio Network. As a working adult, you know the value of a dollar, and you expect quality for your money. Now's a great time to further your education. The University of Mary offers degrees for working professionals with flexible learning options that are truly competitively priced. Apply now for any of our online programs and we'll waive your $150 enrollment fee. A quality education at an affordable price. Discover the University of Mary difference at online.umary.edu. Well, I think it's it's one of the most humbling things for a priest, especially a young priest, to come in and have... Um, people twice your age come and come into you for confession and things like that and it's really in those moments i remember those first confessions and that you're just like you're just nervous and you're thinking lord just please help me give me the words to speak to these people what you want to say help me to get out of the way and it's a beautiful thing when you as a priest as you continue to grow in your trust in jesus and that whether he's working through you it's amazing uh the things that he will say and and do and use you use you for uh, in those circumstances where you don't know what to say or what to do, um, that he gives you the grace in those moments. And that was really uh, very humbling to me, I remember, and, and it continues to be. I'm Liam from the Cathedral of Our Lady of Perpetual Help in Rapid City. This is Teresa Hanslick from St. Anthony's in Red Isle. This is Tony Schmidt from All Saints in Brainerd, Minnesota. Thank you for listening to Real Presence Radio. Rose Management is a family-owned business that believes in good morals, doing the right thing, and treating our residents as family. Rose Management provides housing to complexes throughout North Dakota and Minnesota. All Rose Management's properties and our maintenance staff are in a centralized location in their cities. For questions, Rose Management can be reached at 701-237-6840 or online at rosemanagement.net. Again, that number is 701-237-6840. This is Real Presence Live on the RPR Network, bringing you stories of faith and hope through local hosts and guests from across the Upper Midwest. Now, back to the show. Hey, welcome back to Real Presence Live. I'm Karen Gibis, along with... Father Brian Christensen. And we are broadcasting live from Our Lady of Perpetual Health Cathedral in Rapid City, South Dakota, here on a not sunny Friday, but still very beautiful day here in the Black Hills of South Dakota. I know. It's always good to be here. It really is good. It's good to be here on Real Presence Live, and thanks for listening this morning. And joining us uh, today is uh, Sister Rachel. She's the director for Faith Formation for the Diocese of Rapid City. Um, Has been here for the last four months, and uh, really, um, it feels like a natural 
natural fit, sister. I have to say yes. that working with you and visiting with you, and um, it's uh, it's great to have you and your um, fellow sisters here in our diocese. So welcome. Praise God. Thank you, Father. Now, um, there's some things that your office uh, has been organizing for a couple months here, and we are on the threshold of Advent uh, in two weeks. Um, you know, we come up here on the last day in ordinary time, the solemnity of Jesus Christ, King of the universe, mm-hmm. Christ the King. And then uh, we're looking forward to Advent. And you and your team and uh, many people, priests and deacons uh, and lay people across the diocese, have been planning this diocesan Advent mission. So could you share a little bit about this uh, mission that's coming up? Yes, thank you, Father. And we had the joy a couple weeks ago to first share with all of our RPR listeners a little bit about it, but as we continue to get closer, we are drawing near to the end of the year of St. Joseph that we know is the Solemnity of the Immaculate Conception, December 8th. And so, um, actually, that's less than three weeks away as of this Wednesday. And so our bishop will be consecrating our diocese to St. Joseph. And, and really, we desired this mission just to be able to help us all receive that grace and not let it just pass us by, and, and to really appropriate that personally, on a personal level, the grace the Lord will pour forth uh, on a diocesan level. And so, and really just to get all of our hearts more excited about the gift of St. Joseph, you know, that the fact that Pope Francis declared this as the year of St. Joseph, and it just recalls those words of the Lord from Matthew's Gospel, right? Whatever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven, whatever you loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. And so you can just picture that floodgate of grace that was open for the Universal Church with the declaration of this year of St. Joseph, and, and really recalls the reality that we're seeing, that we are really living in a time where the heart and the person of St. Joseph is coming to the forefront um, of our eyes, the eyes of our hearts, for a reason. And so we desire just to, to let him be more present in each one of our lives and vocations. The Lord, I mean, the Holy Spirit's moving in that way. And so this is just one simple initiative we hoped would help us all to do that in whatever way um, parishes could do so best. And so to that end, the mission is both live, but will also be streamed live uh, from the hosting site each night so that no matter where anybody is, and even if you're not from the Diocese of Rapid City, if you're listening this morning, you could still tune in and, and you could join us for nights of uh, reflection, testimony, and Josephite devotion, and, and of course, adoration. We'll end each night with adoration, uh, just to be able to get our hearts ready for December 8th, as well as to um, hopefully help us to go forward from that consecration day, living as, as more intentionally as spiritual sons and daughters of St. Joseph. Yeah, you know, this year of St. Joseph, declared by uh, our Holy Father, um, has helped many uh, throughout the whole Church Universal and here locally uh, to focus on, you know, the life of Joseph, the role of Joseph as spouse, as father. as um, And the Holy Father, Pope Francis, declared this year in honor of that 150th anniversary of the Declaration mm-hmm. of Joseph as the patron of the Universal Church. Um, but Joseph uh, comes under many, many, many titles. And uh, as we go through the diocesan um, Advent mission beginning uh, on Wednesday, December 1st. What are some of the evenings uh, of the, this mission um, look like? What are we focusing on as we go through these three weeks, December 1st, December 8th, and December 15th? Beautiful. Our first, our first night, Father, on December 1st, really is going to be focused on the virtues of the heart of St. Joseph and just the beauty of those virtues. You know, whenever we think of people who are holy and who are virtuous and whose lives we 
really contemplate with just awe and, and gratitude, there's beauty in that, and, and we desire to, to imitate that. And so we wanted to kind of just set the beauty of his heart before us all just to help us to get inspired and, in a particular way, walking towards December 8th, imitating those virtues. So the first night is just going to really focus on the beauty of his heart, the virtues of his heart. And that night will be led, uh, the reflection will be led by our um, soon-to-be, God willing, priest, uh, Deacon Joshua Lee, who's going to be Zooming in, actually, from Kenrick Glennon Seminary that night. Um, and then, of course, our the next Wednesday will be the consecration itself, and Bishop Peter, in celebrating the Mass and consecrating our diocese to St. Joseph, will have particular words to share with us uh, during his homily that day. And so that day will be a little unique in and of itself. It won't follow the typical schedule of the other nights, but we have the blessing to host it from our mother church in the diocese. So, Father, thank you for opening your doors to us <laughs> that night. Um, and then December 15th is going to focus on the family, the two titles of St. Joseph as the pillar of families, and the glory of home life. And Father Mark McCormick will be with us that night helping us to, to gaze at St. Joseph in that particular way. Yeah, I know. Very, very beautiful. I'm excited for these uh, nights to, uh, again, walk with uh, walk with Joseph and walk together as a, a family of faith um, under his example and through his intercession to grow closer uh, to our Lord and to Our Lady uh, because he was so close to both of them mm-hmm. uh, in such a beautiful way. Um, you know, uh, for yourself, for yourself, what has this year of St. Joseph meant to you or, or kind of sharing your own um, devotion and relationship with, uh, with St. Joseph? Thank you, Father. You know, I, I think the, the reality, our mother foundress, when she teaches about St. Joseph, she says something that I think has been a recurring theme for me personally, and that St. Joseph was really the first one totally consecrated to Jesus through Mary. I mean, he was the first heart that gave it all for the Lord through Our Lady. And that model of total gift of self and total consecration to the two hearts is a, is a way that I've been gazing at St. Joseph and has just helped me not only um, as a consecrated woman, as a, as a religious sister, to be able to live my vows in that same spirit of fidelity as St. Joseph, but also, too, to, to know um, that that's a way that we can all gaze upon him and just in help trying to help people see him in that way as well as a model for us to give it all for the pierced hearts. Yeah, you know, I think, uh, as you mentioned, you know, with your Marian charism, it seems like a natural and obviously supernatural uh, relationship uh, to Joseph. I, You know, I look in the world today, and the Holy Father holds up in his letter um, with the Father's heart, uh, the, the letter that declaring this year of St. Joseph, um, focusing on um, Joseph's qualities as a loving spouse, Mm-hmm. Um, and a tender, uh, he uses that word tender, loving father to, to our Lord um, and to us. And, and uh, uh, it seems to me that those qualities in our society are needed to be highlighted and to be exemplified and to be extolled and to be imitated um, by Christian men uh, today uh, more and more um, as as you know, loving spouses and tender, loving fathers. So, uh, yeah, I I can't help but see the the graces that um, are pouring forth from this uh, year of Joseph uh, through the church and, and into the lives of families. Uh, and as you said, December fifteenth, we'll be focusing on that um, Joseph as the pillar of families and the glory of home life. Um, sister, could you talk about how people can prepare? 
for this consecration that's coming up on, on, on December 8th? What will that mean that, that Bishop Muich is going to consecrate our diocese to St. Joseph? Yes. You know, I always think of it, and again, this is our mother founder said, you know, is, is setting the tone for this and how she describes it. But consecration is almost like if you can picture when, you know, we landed on the moon back in 1969, whenever it was, when we landed and we just planted the flag of our country on the moon. It was like a, a visible way of claiming the space, this place. And in a spiritual sense, that's what consecration is too. It's like setting apart something totally for the kingdom of God and for uh, the reign of the two hearts. And so it's almost like a spiritual flag is going to be planted in our diocese and subsequently over each one of our hearts. And so simply, perhaps by way of preparation, you know, we invite our listeners, if they haven't been doing so already, perhaps to find a particular uh, prayer of St. Joseph. I, I think the one that is, you know, being indulgenced for the year of St. Joseph in a special way, the litany, is just a source of grace and a beautiful way to kind of get to know St. Joseph a little more personally, um, just by simply praying that prayer and contemplating um, those virtues and dispositions of his heart would be one invitation just you know, to help us prepare, as well as um, if you all would want to follow us on social media, we have uh, different videos coming out and, and just little witnesses and testimonies from priests and faithful of the diocese just to help us also keep before the eyes of our hearts the desire to let St. Joseph uh, help us help mark our path um, for holiness and for the kingdom of heaven. And just Sister, it is so great to have you with us, Sister Rachel, from the Diocese of Rapid City, talking to us about the diocesan Advent mission and... Uh, we're so grateful for you joining us, and we look forward to the blessings that will come in the weeks ahead. So thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much, Father. Coming up next on Real Presence Live, we're going to be speaking about the mercy of God, fighting for freedom in forgiveness. Stay with us here on Real Presence Live. <laughs> 